Today's show is sponsored by Movement. Get 15% off your order today by going to movement.com slash bcpod. Today's show is also sponsored by Brooklinen. Get $20 off and free shipping by visiting brooklinen.com and using the promo code BADCHRISTIAN at checkout. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Kick it! Three, two, one. <laughs> Yo, we all back in the house together. It is the world famous Bad Christian Pookie. All right. Praise wow. Jesus. Right. World famous Praise indeed. God. Yeah, you cannot believe how many downloads we've been getting in Nairobi lately. Oh, my Lord. I've Crazy. seen it. It is unbelievable. Jakarta also is just a big, oh. big spike for us. If I wasn't old and could remember names of other countries besides the U.S., I would say one right now. <laughs> I don't have a good memory, guys. It's 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 leaving me. It's fleeting. Like I don't remember things a, lo- a had, lot now. I had a a big party the other night, and God showed up. In he a did. Big way. Yeah. Why? What, how's what, that? What kind of party? He just showed up. That's what. That's the end of the story. He showed up literally at your God party. Sh- yeah, God came. Did you actually? <laughs> throw, did you actually throw a party? <laughs> no, I do want to say this. Check check this out. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. That what? Like you thought in your head? I'm going to tell a joke about God showing up at a party. Literally. What do you mean? It, what you just said? That like you it thought, just came to my. Like I was talking about losing my memory and stuff, and thought we might would move on and talk about that for a second, but you said this is the perfect time to say the party to, thing to do this party joke i've been waiting <laughs> to going to slay <laughs> about god literally showing up and they'll get it not only will the guys get it but everyone audience listening will really, get it really the audience is going to love this oh, they're wait, wait to up. see the bc shirts just come off the shelf <laughs> sales sales going up after this Get to your story, but I do have something else no, funny. No, I'm, I'm done. Ahead. The floor I'm ready is yours. for you. No, no, you've destroyed any <laughs> chance of me talking. Listen, listen to the easiest conversation I've ever had with someone, and I could not believe they were serious. So it was a someone I've never met before, precious soul of the Lord, I'm sure. But as they were walking out of church, he said something, and and I leaned in closer and I said, "What'd you say?" And he said. I just have an unspoken request that I would really appreciate you praying for. And I, as he, he keeps walking and I literally wave to him and say, all right, man, see ya. Like I didn't have to talk about anything because it was unspoken. He took the time to ask me to pray for an unspoken request as he walked out of the door. And did you do it? Did yeah, you follow right through there with on that the sp- prayer? I did right there on the spot. What is the, what is the, let's just go into the mind of a pastor or a Christian or somebody who prays. Not that I don't do any of those things, but let's analyze that a little bit. When somebody asks you to pray for them in unspoken, first of all, why even do it? Didn't you have a compulsion that I told him I would, so I have to, but it's obviously you think it's meaningless to do. Is that not Uh, a little bit? I'm, I'm, I'm still hanging on by a thread as far as whether or not prayer does it. <laughs> <laughs> hanging by a thread on the it's power just, of prayer. That Pastor Joey does anything he says. Listen, listen. That wasn't my point. My point is the unspoken one with no content. And do you well, feel a me, compulsion to do it? I wasn't actually calling into the question, is prayer a valid thing? That was not what I was trying to talk about. Here's, but I, I do, I do want to explain, though. I think that prayer is almost solely for the person praying because half the times we don't even know the good stuff to pray for. We could be praying for a new job that God knows would suck for us. So we don't even know. But here's the thing, guys, y'all have to realize time after time after time after time again, I could tell you story after story after story. After story. Someone's in, someone ends up with in the hospital after a car wreck or after a motorcycle accident or uh, just got diagnosed with a terminal disease. And every single time we have prayed for healing and every single time it does not happen. So... All I'm saying is that I, I we certainly have to lend some credi- credibility to, you know, maybe God just doesn't do that sort of stuff. 
And and then my mind goes to well, it seems like it happens a lot in third world countries. And I I really I really have a belief system that I think miracles. Jesus said that miracles are happening because you need to know who I am. I think miracles happen in places where the gospel hasn't really been exposed in America. We know the gospel. Everybody knows who Jesus is for the most part. Everybody knows what Christianity means. There's no need for miracles. People are either going to believe in the Bible and what it says or not. Third world countries, there are many people that they don't even know who Jesus is. They've never heard of the cross or anything like that. So I could right. see miracles being a little more important there. So I, you know, I I do pray, but I I am I am becoming more and more convinced that it's about my relationship with God. And I'll I'll end here. If you look, if you if you do a little research on Paul's prayers, every single one of them had to do with Lord help us to understand your love more. Lord bring us more unity. Lord give us strength. It was never Lord please do this. Lord please do that. Lord please get me this. Or Lord please get me this job. I'm not saying we shouldn't do that. I'm just saying Paul didn't. So yes, I'm having a hard time with. I, I'm re I'm definitely rethinking prayer, and I, I'm not going to ever stop praying because I want a relationship with God. Well, why would you that, pray? Just so you're saying, pray only to talk to God, not for things. Yeah, right? but I. But yeah, but that's that's the but, I mean, thing. You, though, if, if, if I one have of your a, kids got a bad disease, you would pray God heal them, and you might sure. you, would, you would believe that it could work. So yeah. You for still sure. believe it could work. Healing for sure. And, 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 I mean, if if but you said you were in, hanging by a thread, <laughs> then it does with, anything with, at all. With whether yeah, or yeah. not it makes an impact sure. in in situations, I, right. I I mean I I, I mean d- what doesn't it make logical sense that if I have seen time and time and time and time after again God not answering a very clear simple prayer of we don't want this person to die and they die, I mean wouldn't that make sense that I have to rethink prayer a little bit? Definitely. I mean, it's got to be hard being in the pastor's position, though. That's what I was trying to get before. I still want to know the answer to, and then we can take it to other things or ask Toby as well. But when you okay. when you tell a guy you're going to pray for some goofy, unspoken, no connection to nothing, that is like, just to me, feels so foreign. It's like throwing a penny in a fountain or something. Like, got yeah. unspoken, do you know. One, and but then I, what do I you say in have, your head? Like, what do you what do you feel compelled to do? Like, what I'm saying is, would you feel guilty if you go if somebody asked you to pray for an unspoken and then you did not do it? Would you feel guilty? I yeah, I would definitely feel like I lied to the guy. I told him I would do right. something and I'm not doing. And so it. then you actually Certainly. have to go through with what you would consider a prayer that is just completely useless. And, but you go something- through that motion anyway. That's what I'm asking. Sure, in, in in my head, I would say something along these lines, Lord. Please bless this guy. Whatever's going on, I lift him up to you. Amen. Yeah. Done. Done. And then you can check that out. Like that to you, that has to go in the box of kind of guilt or whatever. And duty. I mean, you are a pastor. Your job is to pray uh, for people. Or, so or, or I don't want to just lie to the guy. Right. Well, I know, I but you also not going to say, no, I won't. Right. That's what I'm saying. So you're putting what I'm saying seems to be a really crappy position because you can't say no. You don't really even think that makes sense to do it. And then you have to have this you know, senseless interchange with God, almost. That's a weird position. You know what I'm saying? If you don't believe it does anything, and you have to talk to the creator of the universe about something that you don't even know what it is just to not have lied, that's a kind of a weird situation. And it must happen to pastors all the time. And let me chime in here, too. It's pointless. You have no idea what you're praying for. There's just somebody that you go, yeah, they're going through something. I mean, like, like what, like it doesn't yeah, even, like you, how, you can't how, even if, be invested in it. Like a, an unspoken thing to me is means they don't want to tell anybody. So yeah, why, why would they tell you? Kind that, of, yeah. yeah. But God knows. Just, so why? Not, I, if but, you have a childlike faith in but prayer, what does I don't it matter understand. if you, then, let, then so all, it, then they should all be unspoken. Then if prayer works, I don't know why the unspoken wouldn't work. Well, what I'm saying. Well, no. Okay, hang on a second. You just said you don't know, <laughs> think it does anything. No, I, I am holding on. That's what I'm saying is, I, I listen, listen, I actually still have a childlike faith that I think every single prayer matters, and I think when we go to heaven, we will understand, oh my gosh, like Toby's going to be like, oh my gosh, every single time I prayed a very casual prayer, it did something. Still, I, I, still, I still think that, but I just don't think... I, I have I have lost my childlike faith 
yes. for any sort of prayer on behalf of someone being healed from mm-hmm. I, I I still do it. I still think I should. But, but if you don't I, know, he'll definitely heal it. <laughs> no, but I'm saying there's still there's still some more things here I'd like to poke at. But first of all, yes, I have a bias against that unspoken shit because it sounds like that person is gaming a system to me. Like I think that's not just doesn't make sense. I understand how it could arise that you're in pain and you're at a community group and there's something really going on that you really just can't talk about out loud. It's just not either you're not able to do it or it betrays somebody or it's just too hard for you in that moment. I guess I can understand that. But yeah. just to have this category of unspoken and then superstitiously dump it off to a pastor casually is going to help right. you is that's bullshit is what I'm saying. Yeah, I this guess is, I, this is one I, of the I things disagree. that I think is I one of the problems that is with the church is everybody that you know has something bad that happens to them eventually. Everybody's going to die. Everybody has you know the disease. Maybe something bad happens physically, emotionally, spiritually. What in the world, as a Christian, is to gain by by hiding that? I agree. And and I, I mean, I understand. Like if if it was something serious, like uh, Jess got raped. And she was very embarrassed or hurt. I can understand something like that, right? Like obviously, like something like that where you, she, it, if she told me, "Hey, I don't want anybody knowing about this. I'm not comfortable yet." Right? Okay. I, I could see but that. I, I wouldn't. Then I, even then, I still. So I wouldn't go to Joey and go, "I have an unspoken. Please pray for that." As you're passing all that does is lead you to go, "What is it?" That, that that's the number one thing that I think when anybody says, "Hey, I got a story, but I I better not tell you." All I can think is what, Joey's the worst at that. He constantly will say, "Hey, man, something happened." I got I, I'll tell you, and I go, "I tell me." Goes, I don't know. Maybe I'm gossiping. I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not, and I'm like, "What? Why Dude, did you I tell could, me I anything?" Could, I could give you example after example after, and you're probably gonna say, "We'll do it," and I'll do it of prayers that someone's not gonna want to say on the spot. One of I know, them. but why? What, what, that's I, what I'm saying. Ha- As a Christian we'll, we'll who believes in God and that God heals I don't, all, I what don't is the have, reason? Because, because we're I, ashamed of what other people will think? Because he, because he doesn't know me. Let's say one of them is, I'm falling in love with another woman. It's not my wife. I don't know what to do, but I'm going to ask for prayer and hope. Or what if he has but some kind of weird But being able to keep growth? that partially hidden is the reason why you might end up doing doing the but, thing. But, but how do you on. know he's not talking openly with somebody else and he just figures, well, I'll right. ask this pastor for an extra prayer too. Or what if he has a weird growth on his <laughs> anus? I mean, he's really going to go up to me and say, have a, a bad growth on my but anus. I, that's what I'm saying is the reason we're embarrassed is because laterally, not vertically sure. with God. Sure, so I'll give you that. God, we'll tell God everything, but we're super embarrassed about what people think about us to our left and our right. No, I'm, that's the same problem I'm, as every church. Every church, the reason why people don't worship and raise their hands because somebody might think they're goofy or they, they're not going to sing because somebody might hear them singing flat. I mean, Toby, that, that's I'm the not, whole I'm problem gonna, I see with church. Toby, well, I'm not, not the tell, whole problem, but one of the problems I see. But but you're you're not giving this any credence. Like I, I will tell you and Matt any struggle that I'm going through. I'm not going to tell the person I'm sitting to next in an airplane. But will you yet ask him for an unspoken unspoken superstitious? You wouldn't ask request? him that either. In, in fact, that, let me yeah. let me just push the other way. On I, that. I would never ask. I would never ask a pastor to for an unspoken. Okay. Well, that's like, what we're talking about. I'm not me. saying you don't have things that you may not want to tell everybody. Right, that's what that's I'm fine. But I'm saying yes. when you get to the me point too. where you're casually lobbing unspokens out there, <laughs> lobbing that them. that's not that's becomes nonsense <laughs> and it becomes superstition and. You that's got what it. He did. <laughs> that's what he, it is. He drove he by it on the way out. Prayed you. He <laughs> right. drove by unspoken prayer. He, it didn't even hardly stop. Hey, unspoken <laughs> right. prayer for me. Y'all give me unspoken prayer. It's a drive-through. <laughs> I mean, what do you, you know? And it was so easy too right. because that's there was saying. no conversation needed. That's why it doesn't mean anything. That's why it, it didn't mean anything to him or you. You wasted I'm your glad time you're praying. God. About it. No, I'm glad listen. you're God, and you knew how God handled it. No, God, I really care about this thing. I have no idea about. Lord, please. I don't even know if it's healing. I don't know if it's financial. I don't know anything about it. God work. Okay, so you're saying that that God God even thinks that's stupid. God's like, call that guy and tell him you spent all weekend on your knees and prayed like you've never prayed before. (laughs) (laughs) It was something about his raise. Tell him you in your prayer closet. (laughs) You stayed in there for five hours. You you fasted. Along these same lines, I know a woman who kept a prayer book. And every single time she had someone ask her for prayer about a specific need, she would write down that specific need. Mm. But then when it's time to pray for those requests, she just closes the book, 
puts her hand on the book and said, Lord, there's a lot of stuff in here I don't even remember. <laughs> but but I pray over this book. There's a lot of bullshit book. in it, but you're going to take care of it because you see, No, that's... Yeah, uh, I know. That's what she okay. does. I but mean, it's, my point in the, these things would be this superstitious <laughs> stuff that you wrap into your faith and then religion is not the good stuff. That ain't the good stuff. It's like, if so, just think about the logic <laughs> of what you're saying. And I'm not trying to make this fall apart for people, but it's just you clearly don't really believe it means much in that respect to do that, but you're going to do it anyway. And then you'll say something to yourself like, well, I believe you're God. speaking for other people, I, Matt. I'm going to. You don't. Th- you don't think there's other people that really think that there's a possibility that because I'm a pastor, I know that because they I'm think closer. That. I'm, they I'm apparently closer to God. Well, you just you just said there's no way they can really believe. No, that. I'm saying I you don't really very- believe there's anything to that little prayer thing doing anything. But you're going to say, well, God is good, and I trust Him with it. So even if I don't know, or even if I think it's, I understand that. But if that was true, then you're still saying something that I believe is superstitious at heart. Which is something yeah. akin to volume of prayer uh, will re- result in some outcomes. And if that was the case, then you you just would be better off by increasing your odds by literally talking to everybody on the airplane and telling them unspoken, throw it up, unspoken, throw it up. Or maybe we should set up a drive through at church and there's a pastor on duty and you literally get to drive through, you know, give a tip. Pay for alms, like the pay for the things like the Catholic Church used to do. This stuff gets superstitious, and it's not it's, it's never good because if you really believe that that could work, then why not ramp yeah. it up? Why not have a factory of people doing unspoken requests twenty four seven in a call center? I mean, yeah. We, we, yeah. you don't believe that works like that. So it's not just yeah. you know. If so, then you should be d- doing so much more of it. So, I mean, it, as 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 a as a like as a believer. As a when I was a kid, there was a time when I would actually even pray for every single person in the world to get saved because I figured, well, I'll it's it's almost like buying a, a lottery ticket. You know, you're not going to win, but you're thinking maybe I will. So it's right, like I, exactly I might it's as like well. gambling or uh, super, and that's it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> definitely in that human category of like, well, it couldn't hurt, and yeah, you're right, it couldn't hurt. But if you don't, you know, that's just not, that's not really the category of faith. It's not the, really the ca- category of reality. So on one hand, you could say the pure volume of unspokens and no real content of substance, but it still matters to God. Or you could go the other approach, which was like that lady had all the stuff in the book. You could just generalize all prayer to one prayer, which is God, your well, will be done, get everybody saved, and then nobody else needs to pray. I mean, you just covered it all. There's no specific prayer. Well, here's, why wouldn't you just yeah, make the general one? Yeah. Here's so, an interesting here's an interesting pushback is Toby has said that he's spoken in tongues before. I think I yes. have, Matt. I don't know about you, but Hell no. aren't is <laughs> isn't isn't that in itself an unspoken prayer request because God's speaking for us and we don't even know really yeah, right. what it is? I well, mean, couldn't that be? Let unspoken? me say the positive I, I thing that's so. in between the two idiot ditches of the other two scenarios I'm saying. Obviously, <laughs> What what that does when you do that superstitious stuff is take away from the real thing, which I suppose you could put speaking in tongues in or anything that's genuine of substance where you're actually doing something real and trying to communicate with God on a real and personal engaged engagement level. That's the thing that yeah. obviously we know is good, that God does want, that is relationship. That still also would bear out when people just do general meditation. It's very obviously useful but it can't be the fake ver- it's like it's be like if you were trying to do meditation or something and you just did a, the cheap version of it it's not going to give you the benefit like even in a physical right. world it wouldn't give you the benefit and in this spiritual realm we are talking about genuine engagement from you and god not information exchange that is not important yeah. that is not what you do that is the part that is unnecessary is the relaying of information to god that's the part he doesn't yeah. need so when you I take mean, out you know, all the context and the content and the earnestness and you're praying out of guilt and he's not offering anything vulnerable to you or God, you're not doing shit and everybody knows it. So you should know. Well, you know, it's, you know, what's interesting is you could literally tell someone when they ask you to pray for an unspoken, you could say, ah, it's not no. really biblical. I'm not going to do yeah, that. You could, I'm not saying you should say that. I would, so that's why right. I wanted to ask Toby. I, is, Toby, I'm how would you feel? That. Like, I think Joey's a pastor and he has guilt issues anyway. So there's no way he's going to say yes, that he would pray for somebody and then not give at least a flippant, you know, technical prayer. Yeah. Toby, how would you feel if somebody just comes through, drive by, ask you to do a prayer or something, whatever? 
and you'd say yes because you're not going to say no, would you feel how would you do it? And then would you feel bad if you didn't do it? You know what? When Joey first said this, I was thinking a lot of times people ask me to pray for them, and I you just go. Say I, will. I told I told myself I just do it immediately, or I don't care. Like either I pray right there on the spot, or I just don't make myself feel guilty about it later. Cause I just, if I'm in the middle of something, I just go, well, this is a normal thing. Same way as somebody said, Hey, can you remember to uh, do this thing at 4 PM today? And if I forget, I don't want to feel too bad about it. So, but if somebody's going to really ask an unspoken after this conversation we just had, I realize that is basically the, about the stupidest thing you could ever ask me to do. <laughs> it is actually stupid because I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea what to talk to God about. And all I'm saying is, I mean, what they should say is, hey, pray for me uh, that I uh, get through a, a tough time or something. Like, they're not yeah. even doing the uh, intellectual work of exp- giving me an explanation. Right. Like, hey, man, I'm going through a really rough time right now. I want to tell you, but there's some things involved where I can't tell you. But just know uh, my, my heart is really low right now. Yeah, or pray, somebody- pray for joy for me. Okay, yeah, or it, I can do that, but they're, they're not, they're just doing nothing. That yeah. All that is is like a thing to make you kind of feel bad for them or think about them. Like it's, it's like a, it's silly. And or they're literally being superstitious and think, well, one more, that'll help me a little bit. Just if right. I get yeah. five more add, people add to on. do this, that'll accumulate or something nonsensical. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what gets us into trouble. It just, it, it kind of bothers me that we are at, at, at this day and age where we just do that to God and do that to each other, that, that, that would, it is superstitious. And I'm a superstitious person. I am. I wish I wasn't, but I, I but I am. But I, so I understand that idea. The more, if, if a million people prayed this prayer, maybe it would happen as opposed to one person. But that really means that it puts the onus on us more than God. Like God goes, Hey, you know what? If I can get a million subscribers on Instagram, I'll save I'll, everybody from cancer. And God doesn't work like that. Or if oh, yeah. he does, it's, it's, yeah, it exactly feel like that. that way. It's like getting more likes on a meme. That's exactly, exactly. what it's like. That's a very, <laughs> right. that is exactly what I mean, it is. Is that what like. God is? That is? true. That's a good analogy. Uh, That's I got what some God, good. God tells us and acts like. It's just, oh. I, I don't know. But anyway, Joey, I think. Because of your job, there's no way you could ever say anything. I think you just go, okay. If I was yeah. if I was Joey, I would go, yeah, sure will. And then I would just say, God, whatever. That's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> all right, let me tell tell y'all you guys about movement watches. And then I am going to tell – I know y'all know about movement watches, Toby and Joey, but I'm going to tell I you. I have several. Anyway, because I think I have more than you do because I like them so much. I've got two or three in my house right now. Uh, Reva's got one, I think. Melanie's got one. My wife's got one. I've got one. I've got two. You got two. And then yeah. I gave one to a friend. They're, I have two. My wife has one. And I they're my favorite sunglasses I've ever owned. Movement sunglasses. Oh, yeah. Their so. sunglasses are great, too. But my I just favorite think these things I've are really owned. good gifts. They're in the exact sweet spot of a yep. gift of to somebody that matters. Not like, you know, not like a birthday present to your buddy, but like somebody you care about and you want to get them a real gift that's thoughtful. You you wind up getting them this gift that's this you know, really nice piece of fashion that they get to wear that's something like three or $400 in a department store, and you're going to get the thing starting at $95. And to them, their perception will be this, you know, basically $400 value worth of stuff, and that will feel like a super good gift. It's like if you got a real discount on a nice bottle of scotch and then took it to somebody, and they know it as a $100 bottle of scotch, but you only paid 30 bucks for it. That's a great gift because you get all that that extra credit for it, I think. But movement, they've come from being crowdfunded kids working out of a living room in the past year. Um, they've not only introduced a ton of new watch collections for both men and women, but they've also expanded, like you said, Toby, to sunglasses and fashion-forward yep. bracelets for her. So that is uh, great. So they've been successful. They've got these watches just all over the world now. Everybody's talking about them, and they're continuing to both advertise and expand, which means stuff's going really well for them. All their watches are great looking and they keep it simple. Um, and movement watches don't tell you how many steps you've taken or blow your wrist up with text messages or anything like that. They're real timepieces that look good. And, uh, that's just, I think that's something we're missing these days. Sometimes everything doesn't have to be technological and old school timepiece, the styled well 
it's just a great statement to make. So movement watches start, like I said, just at $95. And at a department store, you'd be four or 500 bucks. They figured out by selling them online, they can cut out the middlemen and retail markup and provide the best possible price. So get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash bcpod. And you can see why movement keeps growing. Check out their expanding collection. Go to mvmt.com slash bcpod. Join the movement. All right, oh, what yeah. else, guys? Guys, I I got kind of some good news as far as I I think that Priscilla and I are, are probably the healthiest we've ever been in our marriage in a really long time, and and I'm not talking like in the last couple days, couple months or so, but I am doing super well with depression, and I think you guys would be proud of me. Here's the thing: is I I don't know what to attribute it to because I've been taking fish oil, I've been eating less sugar, I've been stretching pretty much every morning. I've been sleeping way more than I typically do. I've been exercising, keeping on my medication. Yeah. I've been meditating. Hell I've yeah. Been, I've been getting up earlier to stretch, and then I can get some more stuff done. But anyway, here's what here's What, what about your find. regular SSRI med- medication? Are you on that or off that or changing that? Yes. Yes, you're, I'm on that. You're still on that, but you're saying you've changed all these other things and this made a difference. Yeah, it's like I I feel like my depression is something I've got to hit from every single angle. Oh, totally. You know? Yeah. And so here's what is kind of crazy, and I realize that I am still not fully free in my faith. Like I have definitely come hey, can, along. Before you, before you keep going, yeah. can I ask a question before you jump to faith? Sure. It's, sure, it's, sure. Well, it's just interesting that you started with saying you and Priscilla are in the best position. Like, what are I mean, we hadn't talked that much. We've been traveling all this stuff. Were you, was it like a rough patch because of depression with you and, and Priscilla? Even I mean, we've had we've been in a rough patch for six years easily. That's I mean, a patch. That's a pasture. Yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah. I mean, that's just that's it's just the reality. We when you we've say had rough, very rough, I mean like ups and downs, and but I mean that that could be any ups marriage. and downs. Mainly unspoken, not been the same, yeah. Toby. Yeah, a yeah, lot of unspoken. <laughs> I mean, like that's like, why you didn't tell us. <laughs> For example, when her father passed away, I was already depressed. So right. it's just like you want to be able to really lean on your husband. And you know, I, I did a decent job being there for her, but she can still tell I'm super depressed. So yes, the depression, but yeah, a lot, also a lot of communication stuff that we had to work through with our marriage and you know things that she really wanted for me, I wanted from her and I wouldn't give to her if she wasn't giving to me. And you know, having four kids and the busyness of life Friends dying for crying out loud. I mean, it's right. just been a really tough time. But and yeah, so, I, and so I would, it's improved. I would attrib- it's improved in the last how recent, like in the last year, this or is year. It more recent than this. That? This year, not as in three hundred sixty-five days, but as in two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. So, you've, no- you've noticed a marked difference between y'all's relation in y'all's relationship. Yeah, and and def. I mean, it's got to be linked to the fact that I am a healthier person. No mentally. doubt about that. Of course. I mean, that's just no doubt about that. I think something you're saying there, I'll let you get back to it, but I've been saying or thinking more so lately is, like you said, you got to hit that shit from all angles. And that is really basically true. If you're somebody that thinks of stuff as, you know, people like to think of things as black and white and then cure and I'm 100% healthy or I'm not. Or this is a big problem, like school shootings, for instance. It's a huge problem. We need we need to have zero tolerance for that. Well, those that's not how anything works. If you are a rational person or you have any kind of engineering mindset, the best thing you can do is pick the biggest chunks and lessen problems. And it's always worth it to lessen damage and lessen problems and things you're not okay with. You don't have to just proclaim I want it to be better, or I deserve a healthy marriage, or I deserve zero. We should have no school shooting. We should have no violence. That doesn't do any good. You actively choose things, steps you can take, and lessen the things, and that's really worth it. I mean, it's really worth it to lessen problems because there's no real solving, honestly, most problems and stuff like that. So that is definitely the right approach. I'm happy to hear you got all those things working together. I wonder how much of it's just the sugar well, so, you know? yeah, and sometimes I wonder. I mean, what what if I'm doing all this stuff and the fish oil is just killing yeah, yeah. it for me? I mean, I just have no idea. I think sugar's but, the most most likely of those that those things. And, well, and exercise; those two specifically have got to be huge. Well, well, check this out, and and this you know this may not really even click with you guys, much less half our listeners that don't understand, um, you know, chemical imbalances and all that stuff. That's a whole nother conversation, I know. But Headspace is an app that someone told me about, and it it 
basically gives you some free trials of meditating, which in, in this guy's approach is is just training your your brain where to go in their thoughts mm-hmm. and, and all of that. But there was a little animation. It's you know done really well because it's a, a big time app. But there's a little animation they did, and I'm telling you, this one thought this this is why cognitive behavioral therapy is so important because you can go sit down with with a, a counselor one time and he gives you something that is useful for the rest of your life and that's what happened with this app he said you've got to think of all of your stresses all of the things that make you sad all the things that you know makes you unbalanced they're on a train and you've and and those thoughts they just keep going by that train keeps going and you've got a choice do you want to jump on the train run after all this stuff, try to fix all this stuff, worry about all this stuff, and basically aimlessly, constantly being on that train, or you get off the train and you just let that shit go by and just constantly let that go by. And it's not a matter, you know, that that doesn't work as far as, oh, you know, we're low on finances. I need to get an extra job. I'll just watch it go. But it does work with thoughts that have negative impact on Mm -hmm. you because half the time, when I'm depressed, it's it's stuff, it's thoughts that you guys would both say it's either irrational or a waste of my time. You know what I'm saying? So just learning to let that stuff go is uh, has been huge. And those are thoughts like I'm a bad dad. There's no point to being alive, or people are going. Yeah, to hell bad dad, and- or I've got too many things to do that I can't get done. To I'm gonna let this person down. To you know, I really want to do something, you know, just, just, just anything like that. But yeah, a lot of it is guilt ridden, but I, I mean, obviously with all this stuff, I have shed a lot of guilt, but here's something that I wanted to talk to you guys about is first of all, I do find myself having a hard time processing happiness because there are times when I'm just super happy. I'm like, man, life is so good. Like it's so fun. Everything seems to be clicking, but then I promise you, I get stuck and I'm like, wait a second, this this isn't, I can't be this way. This is bad. Uh, because remember, my upbringing has always been life is hard, be a martyr. And I mean, 1 John 2.15, I looked it up so I could read it word for word. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, uh, the love of the Father is not in them. So stuff like that ha- has imprinted my mind of, wait a second, if I'm having a lot of fun and I'm really happy, something's got to be wrong. And so that, I, I will some, Brill? I will some, yes. That's how I'm you take that kidding. scripture? Yes. Oh, shit. Um, That's so destructive. It is very destructive, and I could I could tell you a bunch of other scriptures, but I will seriously have to fight. Wait a second, God, no. that's so irritating. A, no, I'm not irritated it's, it's at you, a, but just that that's a way that is put on people. You know, that's a really, right. really frustrating. Because right. you represent um, a lot yeah. of people when you say that. You're obviously not the only one. Yeah, so I just find myself in a place of, wait a second, there's no way that I should be able to enjoy this. And my head my uh, my head goes to, there's people that I should be helping. Like, there's there's poor people that I need to be ministering to. And it's like, so I, this happiness must be because I'm focused too much on myself yeah. and I'm I'm letting other things slide and I'm not being yeah. like Jesus to other people. And so here's here's where it gets a little bit crazier too is I I trust God more than I have ever trusted him and it's definitely been from a perspective of more unknown and more things I'm unsure about that has brought me into a place of wait I I actually do need to trust him and I'm trying to figure this out but there's a 90% chance in my head, maybe 95, that I think, you know what? I'm on the right track. I'm on the track that God wants me on. I'm on a track of freedom, uh, happiness in him, happiness in life and relationships and all that stuff. But there's a 5% chance that I am in trouble, yeah, like yeah. That, that I'm in trouble with God, like that all the stuff that I've been taught as a youngster, all the stuff that I have been taught in my fundamentalist churches was right on the money. And I have strayed. I'm leading other people astray. I am a backslider. I am a wolf in sheep's clothing. There's just a tiny chance that five percent is a tiny big by the trouble. Way. You know, if you had, five, okay. if, if yeah. you know what I mean, if it was five percent chance, your airplane was going to crash. <laughs> you would not call that tiny. That's called, you know what yeah. I'm saying? That's like, you know, that's not. That's like less than 
that's not that's a lot. It's very significant. Yeah. So, and I, so if there's even any chance that you're right about that and you got mixed up with Matt and Toby and now you don't believe in hell, which means you're definitely going there and you're doing this podcast, <laughs> which obviously is going to send a whole bunch more people to hell because you're spewing these lies right now because you've right. been deceived to let yourself off the hook yeah. about what God clearly says. Yeah, I so think that, that I can see why that'd a, be scary. And, and until, until I can, and I, I think isn't that faith to believe no god is good he does love me and he's not mad at me that's an act it's of faith it's a lot so more like faith I, I think yeah yeah i've got to figure out how to persevere through that because i don't think god is going to you know come down and say hey just making sure you know that you're not in trouble but here's here's the irony in all this is where i'm at and the freedom that i feel and the happiness that i feel and the trust that i have in god all of that is supported by the bible like so yeah. so when it comes to the gospel when it comes to the freedom that Jesus talks about the freedom that Paul talks about if i'm going to turn to the bible then it supports exactly where i am light lightheartedness uh-huh. joy in him like that's that's what's crazy Peace. is the the religious lenses. it also supports the opposite side of that too though that you're going to have dark days and it's going to be rough and god is the same in both situations. Sure, now, sure, but but, now, but hold on, let me say this too, Joey. I want to add this too. One of the things I think that you said was really cool is that uh, you are getting better sleep, and the best way to get good sleep <laughs> is great sheets, Hell my yeah. friend. <laughs> and I'm talking about Brooke Lennon, and I'm just going to say this: we were talking about movement and movement sunglasses and watches. My favorite things, Brooke Lennon sheets, are my favorite sheets I've ever owned in my life. We all have them, and I sleep on them every night. I have the comforter, which I love as well, and it's just the best. I mean, it's it's so comfortable. You spend literally, I, I think we should spend more than a third of our lives in bed. I, I'm kind of talking about bouncing off what you were saying, Joey, a uh, little bit of time. Like, I almost would rather sleep more and in, have a more joyful energetic awake period than sleep less and uh, not be on my A game. And Brooke Lennon has helped me sleep better the last two nights uh getting back home from tour i just have loved it so much in fact i was even thinking on this last tour i might get a, a twin size uh brook lennon set for the bus for good myself idea. because i sleep so good with these sheets it's awesome they were founded in april 2014 by husband and wife team vicky and rich Fullop. and their philosophy the most beautiful, comfortable home essentials and no crazy prices. And I think that's what's so cool and so true about this. They make a great product, great sheets, great bedding, great comforter. Uh, everything about this product, everything about Brooke Linen is amazing. I love it. Brooke Linen Sheets named the winner of the best online bedding category by Good Housekeeping. It's versatile color patterns, versatile colors and patterns you can mix and match to complement any decor. I thought that's what was one of the other cool things about it. Jess and I went on the site and just we there's a great awesome list of what you can do what colors you're looking for what you want to add to it we picked uh blue and white with some dots on the cover it, it, it's great she can explain it better than me but uh my brooklyn sheets are the best most comfortable sheets that i've ever slept on and that's true that is crazy it's written here in the copy and i can say that honestly they are the best most comfortable sheets i've ever slept in in my life brooklyn.com has an exclusive offer just for our listeners, get $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code BADCHRISTIAN at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident that they offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and lay lifetime warranty on all of their sheets and comforters. You have 60 nights, two months, to figure out if you like them or not, and trust me, you will. The only way to get the $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code BADCHRISTIAN at brooklinen.com. So that's B. R O O K L I N E N dot com promo code bad Christian Brooklinen. These are the best sheets ever. So, Joey, what I was getting ready to say though was, yeah. I, I know you're in a good spot now. One one of the things I wonder is because you're in a good spot now, does that mean when something bad happens? Because something bad is going to happen in the future. Does that make you fall further? Something bad's already happening, big time. There's a lot of bad stuff happening. That's that's why I in your you life know, is that unspoken. What are you talking about? There's bad stuff going on in your life right now? A, a lot of it is work-related, so yeah, it is unspoken. But I, everything you guys say in uh, a healthy, skeptical way, I totally get what you're saying. I know that you're right as far as everybody has chemical imbalances. Everybody 
you know, get super sad and all this stuff. I think maybe you, I don't know if there's, I don't know if y'all have ever experienced like sadness and depression that is just completely overwhelming that you can't overcome, that you can't rationalize and that it mean like it's coming from nowhere and you just feel like you're in a hole and you can't crawl out sort of thing. And so what, what I'm saying is a lot of the stuff that would typically cause me to go in those, y'all, I mean, y'all, y'all see the look in my eyes. Y'all have seen me depressed. You can call it right away, whether or not I'm happy or sad. So my life and things that are happening in it would typically cause me to be there. So I'm saying that I think whatever I'm doing or whatever God's doing or whatever the medicine, meditation, sleep, rest, whatever, whatever that's doing, my brain is healthier. I think my brain is functioning better. Uh, I mean, no, I, I believe that. Yeah, no, I totally believe that. I'm I'm agreeing with everything, and I'm not talking about me. I'm literally talking about just you right now. Like you were saying, God's word says that I should be joyous and happy and fulfilled. You said God's word supports that, and I'm just saying the opposite is true too. If I look in the Bible, it definitely says there will be bad times for you, and uh, nobody's going to be your friend, right? And you might and I, have to turn on your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, all kinds of things, right, and even I'm, your own self will betray you. And right. so, all, all I'm saying is being aware of that 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 that's healthy too. Like it's not. I mean, don't, you would. I mean, I think even you would say this that there's a good chance that you depression will sneak back into your life at some point in the future. Of course, right? No, yeah, I, I, okay, it, it, uh, maybe I misunderstood what you're saying. So, I, I, so yeah. Well, I guess the only thing that maybe can clarify where I'm coming from is I'm I'm talking specifically about spiritual truth and the gospel that does apparently set people free, and we can have joy in the Lord going through really tough times. Now, does that mean that we always have that? No, there's times where we we forfeit it or we just can't find it. I'm, but yeah. I'm talking specifically. I, I feel like I am accepting of God's love for like the first time in my life. So it's very specific of what I feel like the Bible supports. So are you saying, maybe I misunderstood then. So you're saying that even now you might have some of those uh, times uh, or tendencies or times where you feel like you, you want to overthink some things, or maybe you could feel that little bit of darkness kind of creeping in, but you're having the joy of the Lord, even in those times too. Is that what you're saying? Are you I'm saying just you're saying, just happy I, I'm now? saying when it comes to specific religious stuff that has been passed down to me that I have learned that I have been brainwashed for the first basically 40 years of my life, mm-hmm. I am getting further and further away from that. Let, that, that. That's what I'm saying is when it so and and that does cause joy. I mean, I do think freedom in Christ does cause joy. And so that's what I'm saying is that's something that I have, and it's very specific to spiritual truths. Yes, I am going through. I'm going to go through really hard times. I am going through a hard time right now, but I also have struggled with depression maybe three or four days ago, like this past Friday. It was a, a semi tough day. I'm just saying we're on a really good track right now. Yeah, as well, far so as give me a shot at this, and Toby, see if this makes sense, and Joey, tell me if I'm saying this accurately, but. What Joey's saying now, to me, sounds healthier, healthier than I've heard him speak of. Also, I've noticed since the beginning of the year that he's been more there and present and tuned in because the nature of the questions he asked me, I can just tell. And I can tell by your face and how you talk on the podcast. I, I can tell anyway. And it's just the difference is you're present when you're not depressed. When you're depressed, there's you're doing motions of things that people should be doing. And it's really irritating. It's not your fault. I'm not mad at you for it. Yeah. But that's why it would be so hard to be married to somebody and why it's no fun to be around depressed persons. Not just because they're sad. It's because they're not really present. They're just doing motions to be a person in front of you, which is borderline offensive. And it's not yeah. actually engaged. But um, in the analogy where you go broken arm, oh, it's just a broken arm. I have brain chemicals. That is so oversimplifying. And I really hate that. I I really don't like that one where they say, well, it's just a broken arm. You wouldn't treat somebody with a broken arm this way. That to me has been, that is just too easy. I'm not blaming anybody, but it's, it's too easy to take a diagnosis, 
say there's nothing else to it than that, and then it should. I'd like for it to be fixed through either prayer or medicine. I've always felt like that was just way oversimplifying the thing. And like you were talking about earlier, it's a multifaceted thing. I really believe that even if your arm it is broken arm, I know your chemicals are, are, are out of whack, but there is still the question of what makes them get out of whack. And the bad news for depression is they get out of whack because of 30-something years of thinking wrong. So to undo that isn't, oh, well, think right. It takes years. It takes work. And if you just think you have a broken arm and take a pill and that lessens it, you're not doing the work. But I've seen Joey do CBT. I've seen Joe, you, you're trying these things. You're doing the work. You tried to, I mean, I've seen a lot of steps you've taken, uh, reaching even meditation, all those things. You're really trying to do it and untangle it. And so I think what Joey's saying now is he's really identifying that 30 and he's known this for a while, but doing the, this podcast is almost an experiment in watching us deconstruct faith. And specifically, one of the dynamic elements of this whole podcast for four years is, is seeing Joey deal with his depression as, as he unpacks bullshit that was has been causing him to think wrong, which precipitates the broken arm effect. Your chemicals yeah. are out of whack because of things that are not necessarily your fault, but you may have participated in or believed act, act actively for years. And the more you shed that baggage, the healthier you get. But it takes, I mean, it took you 30 years to get this way, so you can't undo it in three months or anything. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so if you're doing that hard work and you're saying the more you get out there, out from the uh, oppressive fear of what God's going to do to you or what you might, you know, what you might be doing to other people. That has to be obviously from my point of view, the biggest component into the thing that precipitates your broken arm. So yeah. like I'd tell somebody if they had a broken arm, I'd say, okay, yes, you, but you keep getting broken arms. So you probably should stop riding motocross. Right. You know, I understand your arms broken, right. no doubt about that, but, and, and it's not as easy as don't, ride a motorcycle here. You're going to have to do the really hard work if you want to heal. And you don't have to heal completely, but let's get it at a percentage better. Let's get it yeah, 10% I think, better. I, I think for me, that analogy is only useful, and, and this isn't to pat myself on the back, but it's only useful when someone is willing to attack it from all different... So it, it's not good if someone says, it's just like a broken arm, so I just need but, to take medicine. But I think for me, yeah. what the broken arm analogy is saying is that it's a physical problem. Mm -hmm. You're saying, yep. but the physical problem was was caused by it, incorrect thought. I but, totally agree. But, but it was caused by a thousand things. But let's chip but, but away at all those thousand, and that's going to take a decade or, or forever, and all we're going to do is be able to lessen them. Yes, that's still a valid approach. I mean, just, just like the ditch digger has a really bad back problem because of decades of digging Right, ditches. he has a problem. I mean, so. That's right. Yeah, he right. has a real problem that he could, first of all, stop digging ditches, and then secondly, do some PT, and maybe you'll get 30% better in four years. It's like that. That's yeah. that's correct. But I mean, he, but here here's the weird place in a nutshell. I feel so close to spirit, specifically mm -hmm. spiritual, spiritual freedom, but what that looks like to me can't be right. It can't what be do you mean? that good. I can't be that free. God can't be that accepting. It can't. It <laughs> can't not? be. It can't be okay to shrug my shoulders in the air and be like, "I may be right. I may be wrong." Why not? I mean, I. It, it, why not? It, why not? I agree, but it, I'm just not there be yet because there's a there. There's there might a part, be more control, right? Well, no. The, there's a part of me thinking, "What if I'm sending myself to hell?" Like, <laughs> I, there's a there's a little chance I could be in big trouble. That's what I'm saying. But can you not I'm transfer that to just just think about, you know, just think about is that do you really wish do you really this is a, a thought experiment. I don't know how it actually works out. Do you really think the people that coached you in the way that you were like, let's say your parents who are somewhat involved here. Do you think they would be glad that you're thinking that way? And then also, would you be glad if William was thinking that way or would you tell him, no, don't worry about it? No, would you I'm say, yeah, actually, you should be very concerned because it's a, actually a real danger? And I don't a know either. Question. How about, I mean, but how about, here, here's, a, here's a perfect way to answer Matt's question real quick, and I'll make it quick, Toby. The, the same tiny little fear that I have that I may be in trouble, I have that same fear with maybe I'm leading my kids to hell. There's a tiny chance. But would you want William to have the same feeling? Feel the way you, you do. Right. Of course No, not. no. But how about this? The, 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 See, that here's still the links simplest back to you, question in the whole else. world to answer. You can save yourself from hell then? 
Is that what you that because that's what I'm saying? It's a control thing. It's not it's not about God. It's only about Joey. I, oh, if I do the right thing, I get to win heaven. Well, it's it it's seems- not about God saving you. It's not about God intervening. What you're saying is, if I choose correctly, there's two paths. If I choose the right one, I get the gold. And you know that's not true. That's that's just not true. You make too many mistakes and too many fuck ups in your life to ever think you're you're going to be able to save yourself for eternity. Like I mean, that, the, that that's the whole reason I believe in God is it doesn't matter what I do. I ain't got a chance of picking right. I'm yeah. I'm I'm most likely built to think about myself and and, and get it wrong what mostly, I am yeah. and all and be selfish and all those things. Like the real question is, can Joey Svensson save himself from hell? Do you believe that or not? And if you do, uh, I mean, this, then you then that that means you're thinking you're in control more than God, this, I believe. But 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 this goes into the debate of is is believing in God uh, an act of righteousness? I do think Jesus says, "Believe in me." Do you believe you in life. Him if you, though? If if you do, don't, you believe in Him though? I do. Okay, I do. Moving but on. What if I'm That's what if I'm end. screwed? No, moving on. As I'm saying, that, all that stuff's Joey. The rest of right. the stuff's God. Yeah. So. No. I think and that's, that's what you want. What's for interesting your kid. about this? I, I would. Which I, I have I was a bone to pick with your kid, by the way, too, and you when you get done talking about this. Well, <laughs> I, what I was going to say is, I think it's interesting that you said, like, you've done several things. List, list them again. So you've been exercising more. No sugar. Cut out most most sugars. Meditation. At less sugar. Less Le- sugar. Way less sugar. Meditation and so fish exercise. Oil. Fish, fish oils. oil. Getting up early and stretching, yeah. getting up early and being productive so I don't feel stressed. And, you, um, and you're sleeping and, more, too. Like oh, you, you, you sleep, tell yeah. yourself to go to bed earlier? Yeah, more sleep and definitely that cartoon animation from the meditation app has been super helpful of letting my thoughts just keep going by and not chasing after them. That's so amazing. Even that, like, we, it's funny. We were talking on the bonus, <laughs> the, the club episode earlier about just how much things have changed. If somebody would have told... Your dad, because your your dad struggles with a little bit of depression too, right? Yeah, Joe, yeah. I know. Somebody would have told going. your dad so funny. in the seventies, "Hey, one day there will be a thing on your phone that's a cartoon, <laughs> and it'll make you help you understand your brain." He would have gone, "What <laughs> are you talking about? That is insane." But anyway, or you to told him his son is doing meditation on some satanic app, and he would have freaked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not doing I, that I, I meditation guess, stuff, but hey, what I was going to ask you is, well, well and uh, just just for the record, we are not doing an ad for Headspace. I know I mentioned it, but uh, I think it's free. I don't care. If we should now. do an ad for him. I think it's great. I, I think meditation is. I, I promise you, for me specifically, I can tell. Like I'll have these little spells. I don't. I, I don't know if mine would be. Mine's probably more along the lines of anxiety or sh- stress and anxiety and fear and worry. But there are definitely times where I I have woken up first thing in the morning and had something so on my mind yep. that I couldn't get it off and I started having like physical repercussions from that like uh, my eyes get weird my vision gets weird I, my heart races all kinds of stuff and I literally I, I I've watched the y'all know Wim Hof I don't know if y'all know him the Iceman mm-hmm. Wim Hof or whatever uh, I've, I've watched several of his videos and he does a lot of breathing exercises and I just lay in bed or I sit. And I just breathe and I just focus only on breathing. Like I tell myself, I don't care about another damn thought in the world. I'm just going to think about this air, this nitrogen and oxygen coming into my lungs, staying there and going out. And I promise you, it actually works. It's crazy. When When I take a moment and go, I'm just Toby. And what I'm doing right now is breathing. I really do feel better. It it does work, but one and that's what's one of the neatest things I I think that God has done for us. We have a just a brilliant body. Our bodies, no matter how bad you've treated it or anything, is just phenomenal. And I was reading this article from Slate Magazine, and it talks about running. It's called "Running from the Pain." Uh, it's by Scott Douglas. It says exercise can be a very effective way to treat depression. So why don't American doctors prescribe it? It says uh, it, it goes on to talk about uh, in clinical studies, regular aerobic exercise is an effective as antidepressants in reducing symptoms of mild to moderate depression. And that's not just because moving might help you get into shape and feel better about yourself. Exercise actually causes the same structural changes uh, to the brain as an as an antidepressant. Uh, neuroplasticity or creating new neural pathways and growth of the hippocampus, a part of the brain that's generally shrunken 
in people with depression. I was thinking that's so interesting to me because exercise there is the equivalent of some of these antidepressants we're taking, but there's no money in that either. You know what I mean? Like, they, like it, it, it goes on to talk about some of the reasons why doctors don't do, do that, and it's not all because of money. And I do believe that the reason antidepressants exist is because they probably easier. do work. They do work to some extent, the same way as people. You know, the the, the reason why a lot of essential oils uh, don't cure your headache, but aspirin does, is because it, it works. Or ibuprofen, it, it does work. So I do think there's something to be said for medication and helping people. But at the same time a holistic approach, which is what it sounds like you're doing, Joey, more of a, a, a broader thing than just relying on medication only. You're saying, I, well, I want to change this about myself. I want to do this, this, and this has all led to that. I don't, I don't, but you're a runner and you've, you've run a bunch and taken the medication. I, I was wondering, I was going to ask you, did, have you ever noticed just running and the medication working? Like if, is exercise play a, does it change you? Uh, uh, where, where medication is a long-term solution that works over time uh jogging is actually a very quick fix there are times when my i'm either super stressed or super sad and i can go jogging and come back and feel a little better for sure yeah all things being equal you'd rather take a pill than than go burn a bunch of yeah i agree i understand that and there's a a pill and it works involved in it too right but anyway joey i'm irritated at you and your damn son do you know (laughs) do you know why it has something to do with old Stanley. Yes, old Flat Stanley. Toby, you know what Flat Stanley is? No. Flat Stanley is the new elementary school homework project that I've been assigned to put a bunch of time and effort into by Joey and his kid. <laughs> what? You know how much I dislike school and homework anyway, right? And I'm not looking forward to my kids being in school and have to make a hundred beads on a piece of paper and homework assignment. You know, that's like my biggest frustration is that I know that shit's in my future. But Joey has sped up the process. They've sent me a flat Stanley, which is a cardboard cutout. Oh God! Um, with instructions that it they is. They mailed of, it to you. Yeah, they mailed it to me in a FedEx which envelope. Did you. You do know that he tried to make it look like you, I know, right? And that is very. I sweet. wish you, I wish you could show it. I'll, right I'll get it. I'll get it in a second. Revo, can you get that flat Stanley out of my bag over there? I'll show it to you. But it's it's cute. He's got a backwards hat, but uh, William <laughs> and is, a cross. Yeah, he put two. Cr- <laughs> it's like a backwards hat with a cross on it. That's what, so. So I want people. This is why I thought of this. Uh, it's not just even to make fun of you and your kid, but it really is tied to your upbringing, and it's so insane to me to see. And I'm not trying to be negative about it in this way, but the way that you are is already getting so coached into your kids. And I'm excited for you to become a healthier person and that you're so active about actually not trying to coach into them guilt and these things. But nonetheless, I think it's in that FedEx envelope right there. Oh, and, uh, you know, William's mannerisms are just exactly like Joey's. Like you felt compelled to put the cross on there. Oh, he's not in there. Well, I may have lost flat, flat Stanley, so we, I may get out of William the thing. William screwed. All. Anyway, he looks like me, and it is sweet. So here's what I've got to do. I get instructions, and I just thought I was supposed to take a picture of it or something, but I got to do all this work. But William's a little manipulative, just like Joey. He wrote in a handwritten note and said, it's so cool that you're there in Seattle. Um, you can take these pictures and do this. And there's these questions you have to fill out. But my dad says that you're really smart, so it won't be hard. <laughs> for you. It won't take you long. <laughs> and it's like, could I just get Flat Stanley and, you know, get some basic pictures like at the Space Needle and on Mount Rainier and stuff like that. Like, do I got to drive down to Mount Rainier and hike up? I got to go pay to go to the top of the Space Needle to get the shot. I got to no, go to Pike Place. It's going to take a couple of weekends of work, and I'll spend hundreds of dollars, and then hopefully that'll just help him. Just the background. Get him in the background. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and Reva's like, oh, I did that with my, my nephew sent one last year, and I went and looked at the picture she took. She freaking had to drive. I'm, I'm making. I'm being exaggerating about that, but they do want the Space Needle and the, the Mount Rainier. It's like, how am I gonna? You know, it's gonna. I'm gonna have to drive places to do this. Yeah, I looked at Reva. Don't. She had like 30 pictures where she went to the all the tourist spots and went, did all this stuff, and you know, went hiking. Like I, you know, just to get the flat, <laughs> just so the kids can see what Seattle's like back there, at Williams class. And he tried to do it with flattery, and he's the kind of kid that thinks about. I got to put a cross on the hat and all that. It's just so much like you. It's just so funny. It's crazy. It's just going to be all pictures of Matt's yard. I know. Like at the office. This is what Seattle's like. Like, 
a, a real far picture of the space needle. Do you think William's really the most funny. like you of your kids? Um, uh, I, I mean, I'll, the the trite answer to that is all of them have different things about me. Um, the things that William, uh, well, let me put it this way: here are the things that make William so me different. A lot. Yeah, here here are the things that make William so different from me. He is unbelievably interested in how things work. Oh, he that's gets good. obsessed with how things are put together. He wants to be an engineer. Uh, he is definitely way more fit than I've ever been. And I think he'll he'll probably have a six pack at some point. I mean, good I God, really think damn. the ladies are just going to go <laughs> crazy over this. And kid he's because, honorable. I've always yeah. said it about him. I mean, he Toby calls him honorable, but he also, oh my gosh. Uh, all right. I, I do have to brag on my kid. Toby, you you know his personality uh, yeah. more than Matt does, and Matt's picked up on some stuff too. I went to his soccer practice yesterday, and Priscilla and Rosa told me that William is good. He goes out on the soccer field. This is a sweet boy that grew up with two older sisters that has a lisp, and he is a monster on the soccer field. <laughs> I was aggressive? like, good <laughs> gosh. Like he was face to face with this kid and just started pounding the ball with his foot until he got past. And then right in front of me, he's dribbling the ball without even trying. He gives a perfect pass to another kid that just boots it right in. We're we're talking this, these are eight year olds, so they don't wow. do that stuff that well. William didn't even realize how good of a play that was. But it's because his mind figures stuff out. Like he knows how old his great grandmother is. He knows how old his grandma is. He knows how old I am. He knows what year we got married. I mean, he he just collects all this stuff in his head and he loves all that data. So that that's some of the stuff. Now, some of the dates and numbers and stuff, yeah, is like me. But you know me, I'm not good with my hands where William He's is. He's an just introvert great at too, putting though, things right? together. Um, I haven't. Fi- he's he's the mystery as yeah. far as introvert. Extrovert, I would say probably sure. he's introverted or will be, but I don't know him as yep. good as you do. So maybe I don't yeah. don't need to comment on that. Um, well, all joking aside, you can find a place near the needle, right, and take a picture. It's hard to, to get a shot of that, but I'll I'll figure it. Out. I'm not really. I'm happy to help the the young lad. But I was like, oh, shit, I got to, I mean, I opened the envelope. I was like, oh, no, now I have real homework. (laughs) And I I had a panic. I mean, I just had a panic about it. I don't do homework. Uh, It feels like homework. I hate it. (laughs) Well, hey, let me tell you. You get some in the mail and it's no fun. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I got an assignment in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) That you didn't know was coming. (laughs) Yeah, and, and this is coming from someone that does not even have a functioning voicemail, so people cannot... Give him assignments. <laughs> I've never been able to brag about that yet on the podcast. I'll do that right now. I haven't had voicemail since 2006. I, have, <laughs> I and, turned and, my voice and, and listen, I'm telling you, people, everybody hates voicemail now, okay? Everybody's yep. like, I hate voicemail. So dumb. And Toby gets his on text, translated. Nobody, nobody likes voicemail. It is stupid. Everybody wishes they didn't have it. It's so outdated, and people just can't not have it. But I turned mine off in 2006, back when it was really one of the main ways people would message you, and I already knew it was dumb. Like, it's just going to be bad stuff that I don't want to hear. If anybody really wants to reach me, they can. And I shut my voicemail off in 2006, and I've been hassled forever to turn it back on and now people are starting to turn <laughs> yeah. theirs off and it, it'll go away but i was way yeah. way early on that but i have not received a voicemail in over a decade <laughs> my wife gets mad she's like what if something bad happens i said well then you'll call me back or you'll text me like what is the scenario where i have to have the voicemail right. part and if it's just somebody that calling me that i don't if that's the only way they can reach me i don't want to hear from them and all people ever do is like say call me back or i don't know it's just it's just dumb so i'm very happy not to have voicemail turn yours off yeah voicemails don't matter and almost always Limit your I inboxes lie. Just i lie a bunch because somebody says hey did you get my voicemail i go no i don't think i did i don't, right. I don't think i got it <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if i got that or not yeah so i should turn mine off too you're right now, the funniest one is I, as i do i do fake ones where i go hello yeah. and I, it's i promise you it tricked Devin from our band four times in a row <laughs> He kept going. He, you hear me? he didn't. You he hear thought me? it was me. I, I, I got a bad connection. So I'll call you phone. back. Is what I would what I would do on my voicemail, and he just he didn't get it four times in a row. It's pretty awesome. So all right, let's get well, out of here. We yeah, let go. me tell 
Let me tell you guys about a group of people that support us. We they we are will, holy, holy, we'll give a holy, few holy. Ads out here, but the, the the unbelievable support is the BC Club. It's called the B. You can go to thebcclub.com, and these people have done that. And that's Nathan Det Willer, Riley Monzo, Kyle Toner, Christopher Cole, Elizabeth Johnson, Ryan Hughes, Justin Jenrick, Tom Semen or Semen is S E H M A N, Kelly Morgan, and Brian Shively or Shively. I think it's Shively. Shively. These guys have joined the BC Club. It's a pretty neat little organization. I want to give shout-outs to uh, Taylor Atkins and Reva mm. Hansen for all the help mm. that they give us. But, Taylor, you can reach out to him and ask questions if you want, Taylor at badchristian.com. But it really yep. is neat. You get an extra podcast episode. You get an open door to a lot of community, people on a Facebook page, and then a bunch of spinoff Facebook page. And you get some free stuff depending on – your level of giving we send you a t-shirt or a sweatshirt and all the i mean some people get all the bc music releases all the book releases all the digital stuff so pretty cool check it out thebcclub.com and i want to make quick mention that there are a couple of i'll call them house church experiences experiments sorry that are going on in tampa florida and in the seattle area and if you want more info i like experiences yeah experiences you can go to pastor with no answers podcast episode 125 and just look at the show notes and you can email uh seth and melanie melanie studley or aj and uh natalie in tampa so uh yeah how did how did your brain make that experience or how, how did you make that? What was that error you just made? I'm kind of curious how your brain works on that. Uh, because I see it as more of an experiment. I don't know. But what? How, I, but how did you say experiment? Were you reading that? No, no, word? no. I get I I mix those words up very often. Experience and experiment. Yep. So it could have been any ex word or something like that, right? It's just are no, those two when, words. When or? I when I start to I'm say, I'm sorry, ex- he's belittling. No, I'm not. Really. I'm just curious how That's his brain okay. works because he makes okay, he, he does Thank that a lot with that, different though. words. And I'm just trying – it seems weird. I'm just trying to understand what, what – I'd like to hear his explanation. I'm just saying there are sometimes when I start to say experiment and I accidentally say experience and vice versa. I mean, that's all, that's all I got for you. Well, you do that with the several other words. Like, er, okay, no, and he, just, he just did one earlier. He said we were talking about the episodes today, and I don't, I'm not even criticizing. It's just a type of error that sounds different to me than uh, I mean, I make a million speaking errors. It's not that. I'm, it's just an interesting one. He, earlier today, he said that we would probably have enough context for two episodes instead of obviously content. Content, content. Right. yeah. And I thought Y'all, that was maybe, interesting. Maybe it's X. Maybe the letter X gets yeah. him. Y'all, listen, listen. Just last week, I realized your brain is that I was T- double up your SSRIs. <laughs> just last week, I realized Stop that I was saying all intensive purposes instead of all intents and purposes. I was saying all intensive purposes, but that wasn't a mistake. You just had the expression wrong. No, I'd say that's a mistake. That's not the saying. Intensive Wait, purposes. No, I'm saying. W- did you were you under the impression that the saying was all intensive purposes, and you found out? Oh, it's actually. Oh, all gotcha. In- yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that. Yes. It wasn't like you were misspeaking. It's the one where you misspeak that that I find interesting. Yeah, I, well, I think the Priscilla, first one that y'all noticed. Priscilla was going to have set with her tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he also wants to make sure if anybody's interested in any of those um, small, what do you call them, house church uh, executions. Or yeah. I'm sorry, experiments. <laughs> F both of you guys. 